Welcome to the 90s Narrative Podcast. Welcome back to the 90s Narrative Podcast. If you're new here, or just need a little reminder, we are Taylor and Emily, and we're just two 90s girls who love TV. And uh, we've had a break for a couple of weeks, but we're happy to be back. And um, before we start, let's discuss like what's new with us, what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks since we've been on break. So Tay, what have you been doing? Um, well, I haven't really done a whole lot. Which is kind of the point, since, you know, being a teacher, that's kind of my time to shine and do absolutely nothing if I want to. Um, however, my family did have a wedding, um, like a week and a half ago, and it was the first wedding that we've had in our family for 17 years. So, so I was 10 when the last one happened. So um, it's been a while. It has been a while, and it was fun. Everybody had a blast. Um... Some other things that I've done, I've been having a an MCU movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that on your Snapchats. Yes. The intention was to be done before Black Widow came out, but that didn't work out. So mm-hmm. that's okay, though. Um, and then, I don't know, I've just been watching a lot of like TV and, and uh, movies. I watched the uh, Fear Street tri- trilogy uh, this week. Um, and if anybody knows me... I, uh, I love old school scary movies, um, like Scream is my favorite because it's cheesy, <laughs> um, and it kind of like follows that, but it's also like super interesting and like has like history behind it, which I like. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not getting up to a whole lot, but mm-hmm. that's totally fine. And now I'm kind of gearing up for going back to work in a month and like buying school supplies, which is like my favorite part. It's already a month away until you go back. Yeah, we uh, our first day back um, with students is August twenty fourth. So, and then we go back a few days earlier for like professional development. Mhm. So interesting. But what about you, Miss Emily? Um, I haven't been doing much either. I've been <laughs> watching TV. I've been watching some movies and I've been reading quite a bit. Oh, I need to do that. I have been reading quite a bit, so that's good for anybody who likes reading. Colleen Hoover, please go read her books. Colleen Hoover, yes. Okay. Yes, I will. I will let you know some good books from her. (laughs) Please, please do. Yeah, but uh, same. I haven't. I've just been relaxing. Well, good. That's what we deserve. (laughs) That's what we need. Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah. So, so as, oh. <laughs> as we said in our previous episode before the break, um, the next TV show that we are discussing is Cruel Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you haven't lived under a rock, you probably know it's, it's relatively new. Like, it just came out this past spring. Um, yes, I was watching it, like, weekly until I gave up because I was missing out on all my TV shows. I was getting behind on everything. Oh, no. Right. I mm-hmm. I wasn't watching it, and we'll get into that in a minute, but um, if mm-hmm. you have not seen Cruel Summer or you need to catch up, um, episodes can be found on Hulu um, if you live in the U.S. of A. 
Um, episodes can also be bought on Apple TV and iTunes um, if you are one of our international friends. And um, we're going to be starting with the first episode today, which is called Happy Birthday, Jeanette Turner. Now, mm -hmm. keep in mind, people, that I've only watched this episode that we are about to talk about. And I mentioned this um, at the end of last season. I am completely clueless. I have no idea what's going to happen in the rest of the season. So, like, all of my opinions and my perspective are based off of what I am seeing in the current episode. Yeah. So... So don't come at me and like and and give spoilers away or anything like if you reach out on Twitter like if you're going to say something like give a warning at least I don't know. Yes. Please um, we're spoiler yeah. free. Yes, just keep that in mind um if you interact with us which you know we would appreciate. Um mm -hmm. But yeah, we figured it'd be a good chance uh to have like a perspective of someone with fresh eyes as well and I believe Emily also said that she's waiting to watch the last episode, too. Mm -hmm. It's the last two episodes, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm a bit behind, yeah. But I will wait for those two episodes to watch them with you. So those two last episodes Perfect. will be, like, both of us blindsided. Yeah, so so we're both clueless in a way, but I'm, a, I'm way more clueless than Emily. Yeah. So this should be fun. This is completely different than Defending Jacob, where we both watched it twice. Pretty much. Exactly. About it. <laughs> Literally. Good times. Um, um, and then we'll also be watch or we'll also be discussing the episodes kind of in a different order than how the events are laid out in the actual episodes. So, mm -hmm. um, in the episode when you're watching it, the ev events like bounce between 1993, 1994, and 1995. Um, but we'll be going all over all of it in like chronological order. So, 1993 yeah. first, then 1994, so on. So. Mm -hmm. Also, before we dive into this episode, there is a trigger warning for domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So, just to let everybody know, just in case. Right. Yes. Please keep that in mind. Yes. So, now, let's dive into the first episode. Yes. So, the um at the beginning of the episode, we always have, like, it states like these the events of this episode are from approximately and it tells you a date so not a spoiler but just to let you know right this date for this episode is june 21st and it's from 1993 1994 and 1995 and if i'm correct don't they say it's like the first day of summer and i'm like they do that's i mean i know that's not necessarily how it always is but like for me that's a really late start to a summer that's when my summer starts. Oh my goodness. No way. I mean, I, I know it's different, yeah. but I, I mean, last year, our last day was the 4th of June. This year was the, the 11th. So I'm like, I wish. wow, that's insane. Anyway, <laughs> continuing. Yeah. So we'll start off with 1993. So in 1993, we see um, the main character, well, one of the main characters and, um, she's sleeping and she's woken up by her father who wishes her a happy 15th birthday mm -hmm. which is like a tradition for them That's cute. and then we see it is it's very cute and then we see her mother come in with a birthday breakfast for her and i just screamed when i saw who it was because it was sarah drew from gray's anatomy april kepner 
Yes. April Kepner. Shout out to you for actually putting the actress's name because I couldn't even think of that. I just shouted April Kepner. Like <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even have to look up her name. I knew it. I was like, oh my god. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes. I I was excited, even though it's not technically April Kepner. I was very I excited to see her. Um, I'd also like to make a note that the way that she looks, um, Jeanette, mm-hmm. the main character, um, that's exactly how I looked when I was, like, 13 and 14. I'm like, pretty sure I looked the same way. Like, the exact same, like, hair, well, mine was bigger, hair, I had braces, I had glasses, like, down to a T, that was what I looked like in middle school. You see, at 15 years old, I didn't have braces anymore, thankfully, but I did, um... I did, what's it called? I did have the crazy hair. Mm-hmm. And I look, did look geekish. <laughs> See, you know. when I was 15, I, I didn't look like that. I looked a lot like she does in 1994, which I won't say. Mm. Um, but yeah, it it was just weird to me because it was like a throwback to what I looked like. And I feel like I need to like pull up a picture of her and a picture of me and just post it like on our twitter account so people can really see what i look yeah, like because it, i need to see this we could be twins anyway so, um yeah so her and her family have that cute little moment and mm-hmm. um later on in the day Jeanette, Jeanette meets up with her friends um and they want to make a list of like everything they want to do this summer they want a summer bucket list which yeah good for them i i made one of those i haven't done a single thing on it um, and the first thing that they want to do is, is something illegal, and, mm-hmm. uh, we can both agree, she does not seem like the type to do illegal no, things. No, not at all. all. I'm just like, no, this girl won't do it. Not at all. Like, <laughs> crazy. And, um, while they're at the mall, we can see Jeanette, who's, um, staring at like a girl who seems to like look popular mm-hmm. who's played by olivia holt yes or whoever doesn't know yeah that's pretty um, much what i did with the whole april kepner thing i was like olivia holt mm-hmm. when i saw her i know i know i was that i that i actually went like oh my god olivia holt <laughs> um because in this first episode we were talking about it before um before we started recording but um we don't get people's names right away no you just like see a bunch of people so it was quite confusing it really is like when i was referring to people in my notes like i told emily i'm like so and so's friends because i didn't know their friends names yeah so (laughs) So i was clueless um, so right now she's just like the girl or like olivia holt for whoever knows olivia holt exactly um and like you can tell like she's like the popular girl like compared to Jeanette Mm -hmm. and like Jeanette is like walking towards her like nervously um and then she eventually like works up the nerve to like tell her it's her that she likes her purse yeah and she's just like thanks and like they stop talking and like you can tell that like Jeanette wants to like say more right then she like goes to tell her it's her birthday and so like to be nice she tells her like happy birthday and to be and, fair, she is, like, sweet enough. It's not like she's, like, rude or anything. She, like, yeah, she's not, like, mean girl. Yeah, she, she, I mean, she, she, if she doesn't want to talk to Jeanette, at least she puts on a front that makes it seem like she does. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then she asks her if her name is, like, if her name is Jeanette, and Jeanette is, like, over the moon happy oh, yeah. and, like, replies the yes. And, like, you can tell, like, this usually doesn't happen, like, 
just the fact that like she had to work up the nerve to talk to her mm-hmm. and how she had to like like that it like she was all nervous and that she was like shocked practically yeah. that she knew her name like you can tell like this is not like a usual interaction between the two right and that's when Kate's boyfriend Jamie comes up to Kate and kisses her and Jeanette walks away sadly yeah she uh yeah the the way that she looks she looks like a sad little puppy mm-hmm. and, and I don't like I don't know she walks towards her friends um who uh Mallory, one of them, she went to go get Jeanette a gift for her birthday. Um, and and the other friend, Vincent, was supposed to be, like, distracting Jeanette, mm-hmm. which apparently he didn't do a very good job of. Um, so they, like, kind of meet back up now. And, you know, Mallory gives her a, a Yugo girl necklace, which is super cute. And it looks so 90s. The girl it's, power. Yes. We love it. Um <laughs> And they kind of, like, hug. They have this cute friend moment. But Jeanette's then is, like, staring at mm-hmm. um, Olivia Holt. <laughs> yeah. And uh, her boyfriend still. And it's it's kind of weird. Like, it's not like a, huh, kind it's of like stare. It's like an obsession. It's like, yeah, it's like an obsessed kind of stare. And I'm like, okay yeah. then. I know. Interesting. Yeah. And then we get to her parents' birthday present. Which is a baby picture of her and her father that's framed. And she's so happy to get this. Now, I made no because I was like, at 15 years old, I don't think I would have been happy to get a picture of me and my dad when we were babies. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I would have been happy, but I would have been like, and this is going to sound so bratty of me, but I would have been like, is there anything else? Like, did you tuck like a gift card (laughs) in the back of the photo frame? (laughs) Yeah. Like, that sounds so bad against me, but, but, but it, yeah. It's a sweet sentiment. But it is so, because, like, you can tell that, like, how much her father cares for her and how, like, mm-hmm. they have that relationship. Like, especially, he's the one who went to, like, wake her up in the morning first. Definitely. You can tell there's something there. Right. I think if I got something like that now, I'd be way more appreciative. But as a 15-year-old yes. girl, I would have been like, okay, where's my other, like, yeah. presents? 100%. A hundred percent. I feel the same way. This, uh-huh. like, if if they would have given it to me now for my twenty third birthday, I would have cried. I would have been like, "Thank you." I, this is a terrible comparison, but I feel like if that was me, I would have been like Dudley from the first Harry Potter when he looks at all his birthday presents. He's like, "How many are there?" <laughs> <laughs> and his his dad's like thirty six. Counted on myself, and he like goes ballistic. He's like thirty six. Like. <laughs> Yeah. That's totally that okay, not to that degree. But that's how I would have been. Um but I also want to bring up the fact that like April Kepner, aka her mom, asks mm-hmm. like about the necklace that she got and she called it cheap. I know. She's like, Oh, like where'd that necklace come from? And she's like, Oh, you know, my friends got it for me and she's like, Oh, it looks kinda cheap and I'm like, I like the th- What what kind of mother are you? Exactly. And also like the years like 1993 mm-hmm. things weren't the same as they were now so i'm like okay like that would have been something that like right i thought would have been cute but like i guess the time not. Of, like friendship bracelets and and stuff mm-hmm. not like your friends pulling up with like i don't even know dolce and gabbana for you on your 15th birthday i don't know exactly and like even you can tell jenna had that um she had like the bead necklace yeah like uh the choker one yes. and like 
And I was like, okay, what's the difference? Right. You don't have a problem with that one, April Kepner. Mm. April Kepner, not so, on our good side. Uh, so, so later on that night, um, she goes into the kitchen um, and her dad's like eating part of her cake. Um, so like, you know, kind of joins him and they start talking and she admits to being nerdy, which, you know, good. I'm glad mm-hmm. you were confident in that. That's okay. It's good to be nerdy. Yeah. Um, but like, she has like this view of herself as she's like, she's not pretty. She's not popular. Like nobody notices her. And her dad kind of like tells her like, Hey, you should make a new wish, like blow out a candle, um, and see what happens if that's what you really want. Um, and like they even do that whole thing. He puts a candle in for her and I mean, it's a cute moment, mm-hmm. but then it's like, when you look at like the rest of this episode, you're kind of like, uh, oh. Was that was that caused by uh, the the blowing of the candle, or mm-hmm. <laughs> or is that just a coincidence? I don't know. I know. Yeah, it's really um, it's really something. I'm like, okay, and also the fact that she thinks that like nobody notices her, but like a couple of hours before, yeah, like one of the popular girls had asked like oh your name's Jeanette right so I'm just like "Hmm, she does notice you though like people do notice you exactly like where do you get the idea that you're just completely invisible Mm -hmm. yeah and you can see like at the um in the 1993 part of the episode like at the end of her birthday night she goes to bed happy yeah and you know it's sweet I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love this part because, like, in the actual episode, they, like, do this and then they, like, transfer, like, transition yeah. to 1994 and transition to 1995, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it kind of shows you of, like, how everything is, like, how, how her life evolves because in this part, she's, like, you know, putting this, like, old photo booth, like, photo that she took with her friends at the mall, like, on her mirror and she takes off the necklace that she got from her friends and puts it in her jewelry box and... You know, mm-hmm. she has, like, these, like, um, I don't know what's the word I'm thinking of, but, like, solid, like, evidence of, like, her life at that time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is kind of important to just kind of compare yeah. to the future. <laughs> For sure. So Exactly. Um, so then, um, whether it's the next day or a couple of days, um... Jeanette is with her friends again, and they're on their way to start one of the things on their bucket list. And it's an illegal thing, you know, the thing that they really wanted to do, yeah. which is uh, breaking into a house. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that's not on my summer bucket list. <laughs> no, not at all. And Mallory is just like, oh, it's just breaking into a house, but, like, nobody lives in there, so it's really not that illegal. And I'm like, eh. It's still bad. Yeah, you shouldn't be in there. Um, and they even, like, take the key that goes to the house from Greg's work, which Greg is Jeanette's father. Um, mm-hmm. They, like, devise this whole little plan and everything, so it's like you're stealing, you're breaking and entering... You're not only doing one illegal thing, you're kind of doing two. Um, yeah. And the house is sold, um, but it doesn't, like, have any furniture or anything in it. It looks it looks empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. I would have never, I would have never done it. No, never. Like, they're, they're 
ballsy 15 year olds yeah and I, I i also want to point out the fact that when they arrive at this house um that mallory is like talking about Jeanette's dad and like oh my god says, i know says that her sexual awakening was caused <laughs> by her dad wearing short shorts while chaperoning their fourth grade field trip and i was that like that was so funny why do we need to know this but why is that so funny <laughs> I know. That uh, was, like, so unexpected. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was a whole also, lot more information that I needed. Yeah. Also, the house gave me, like, One Tree Hill vibes, you know? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I yeah. love this house. Yes. It's so pretty. Like, colonial vibes. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I want to live in a Loved house like it. that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they Once break they in. Break in. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And, uh. They're like, not gonna lie. Um, Jeanette is scared. She's like, still not a hundred percent with this plan. Um, but then they decide they're gonna do number twelve on the list, which is playing hide and seek in an empty house. And I'm just like, so did you know you were gonna break into a house? And then you're like, mm, let's also play hide and seek in that house. I just don't get how you play hide and seek in an empty house when there's literally no furniture. I, like I'm scared. <laughs> like I'm like, what are you gonna hide in or hide behind? Like, well, <laughs> walls. Mallory, Mallory, and Vincent had no problem because they hid in the bathroom. Which I feel like if you're in an empty house, that's that should be easy to figure out. Like exactly, especially because like they close the curtain and it's like okay, mm-hmm. one, I'm pretty sure sold houses you don't keep the shower curtain. Like you take all that out, you clean that out. That's gross. But mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we see like Jeanette going to find them and she's walking downstairs to the basement where she sees like obviously an empty room. Mm-hmm. Um, but she sees like mirrors on one side of the wall. Looks like it could have been and, like a dance studio or something. Yeah, it lo- yeah, exactly. It looks like somebody who like maybe had a daughter who was like practicing for ballet and mm-hmm that's where she was practicing and she just like goes towards it like stares at it and just like goes back upstairs it's weird yeah and as she closes the door she hears like a man say hello and ask who she is i i freaked out i was like oh my god they're getting murdered (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know if my mind quite jumped that far but i was concerned i'm like oh they're going to jail or something that should have been my concern, but I'm like, they're getting killed. Well, I mean, when you're watching a show called Cruel Summer, I mean, it's understandable. That's exactly. And so she's she's pretty good at lying, though. Like, she explains right. that, like, she's, like, Greg's daughter and how, like, he forgot his briefcase and she needed to come find it. And I'm just like, damn, girl, like, for somebody who was freaking scared to go in, like, you're good at this. Right. Where did you learn to lie like that? Exactly. And so he's just like, oh my god, um, I'm Martin, like, I'm the guy who b- bought the house. And as, like, she's leaving the house, he tells her that he's the new assistant principal at his new sc- uh, at her school. So he tells her to call him Mr. Harris. Yeah. Um, and so he, he, like, she's trying to leave, and he's like, oh, like, I'll, I'll be seeing you, and... She says, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't get into much trouble. And I'm like, 
You just did, honey. Honey, you just broke into a house. <laughs> you stole a key from your father. Uh, but I also took that as foreshadowing as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so then they end up walking away. Um, Mallory and Vincent get out of the house safely, no problem. They're walking away. They're having a grand old time. And, and Jeanette just tells them, she's like, that was awesome. Like, what's next? And I, all I thought was, oh, my God, like, they've created a monster. Yes. Especially the fact that, like, they thought that she was going to, like, come out and want to kill them because, like, she got caught. Yeah. But instead, like, she's smiling and is like, that was great. Right. I'm just like, oh, no. Uh, great. Now we're going to do more illegal things. <laughs> yeah. Let's add to the bucket list. <laughs> Everything illegal. Yay. Um... And so then, uh, later that night, like, you know, Jeanette gets home, um, she's still living on that, um, high from earlier, and Mm -hmm. she takes off her necklace again, she puts it in her jewelry box, and then she takes the key to Martin's house and puts that in her jewelry box as well, which I thought was super creepy. Same. Like, you didn't try and, like, sneak that back into your dad's office or, or like, even Ex- pretend to be like, oh, dad, hey, I found this. Like, is this yours? Exactly. Like, how, like, her father's probably going to, like, go to work and be like, why is there a key missing? Right. And it's like, she's just going to be there and, like, have it in her jewelry box. Like, what the hell? Why? Yeah. Why? Real creepy. I mean, she's a 15-year-old girl. She probably didn't think through it very well. But, like, she seems to be very smart, so, like... She does, but that might be more of, like, a... Not a street smart type of thing. Yeah. I'm thinking more Yeah, that's smart. true. Mm-hmm. Alright, so now we have officially gone through 1993, and we are mm-hmm. entering into 1994, summer of 1994. Where we see a whole new Jeanette. Oh my god, I was, I was so shocked, because she's not... <laughs> long straight hair no glasses no braces no braces like again (laughs) i i said that like i i looked like her you know when i entered like high school or whatever so i went from like Mm -hmm. middle school to high school like completely different but like i didn't look that good like i barely look that good now like that kind of complete change is in like a year it's crazy (laughs) yeah and She's woken up by her boyfriend, so not her dad. Um, so what happened to that tradition, I guess? Mm-hmm. And he has a cupcake, and, like, he tells her to make a wish. And, and I was just like, hmm, this boy looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he is the same boy that is uh, kissing Olivia Holt's character in the mall a year ago. Yep. So... Interesting. Seems to be her wish from last year yeah, things, is coming true. Things seem to be going well for Jeanette. Yeah, so um, he literally just explains that he had to like arm wrestle her dad to go up yeah. and wish her happy birthday first because of like some tradition. Right. And um, they kind of just like end it there and we see um Jeanette and Jamie kissing rollerblading um while they're with their friends so Tanil, Renee and Ben are also celebrating for her birthday right and 
I want to say to Neil and Renee, if, if you watch this first episode, you're not going to be able to figure out their names until much no. later. <laughs> you won't know Renee's name after the first episode, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, didn't know it until I, you know, looked at Emily's notes for me. Um, I do also want to say, though, as soon as they show, like, the roller skating scene, um, mm -hmm. a song starts playing that really took me back to my childhood um, called Dreams by the Cranberries. I had no idea what this song was called. <laughs> It's like one of those songs that like you know the words and you know how it goes, but like you but never you heard the song title. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my God! If you were born in the '90s or like the early 2000s, like I'm telling you, you know this song, <laughs> mm -hmm. you just don't know the title, and it's it's amazing. Okay, that's all yes. I really wanted to say. <laughs> I love that, but um, we do then get Ben and Jamie, which is. Ned's boyfriend now having a little conversation and Ben asks Jamie if he ever like still thinks of Kate and I'm just like what and Jamie's like no like I'm happy with Jeanette and like we get from this little conversation that they assume that Kate ran away from home Right. They say, like, you know, it's either that or, like, the alternative, which, you know, I'm, I would assume is she died or she got killed. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a question, though. Is, like, Ben mm -hmm. Jamie's brother or just a, his friend? Um, to be honest with you, I'm still not sure. Okay. Because I think I see him, like, twice in this episode and this is one of those times. And, like, I'm still not yes. sure because he's just there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, like, he's they look... They look similar yeah. enough to be brothers, I guess, but, like, I'm... This show is just leaving me kind of confused on the characters, yes. not, like, the plot. It's just the characters. I have no idea who anyone is, so... Mm -hmm. Let's see, actually. I'm gonna, like, check this out. Oh, they don't even give him a last name. He's just Ben. So I would assume he's just a friend, then. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, we'll assume that. Okay. But, yeah, so I'm just, like... This is the first time now that we, um, find out that, um, that some, like, that, um, Olivia Holt, what's her name, Kate, is gone. Yeah. Like, we didn't know anything of, like, why she wasn't in 1994. Right. And why suddenly Jeanette is dating her Jane. Yeah. But now we can, like, kind of maybe see a bit of where that's coming from. And now she's hanging out with her friends, too, because mm -hmm. these are the same two friends that were at the mall with Kate mm -hmm. when Jeanette was like, oh, it's my birthday, you know. Um, yeah. And, like, they're, they seem to be pretty close friends because, like, while um, Ben and Jamie are chatting, like, the girls are in the middle of the skating rink talking about, like, Jeanette's first time with Jamie mm -hmm. happened, like, it was magical, and, you know, all this, you know, typical stuff, but I was just like, what happened? I feel like I, uh, I missed a season or something, because... I know. <laughs> because this is, like, a drastic change, like, like, she has a boyfriend now, she doesn't even have the same friends, apparently, she looks different, like, what happened to this girl? Yeah. And, um... As Jamie is, like, walking Jeanette to her house, they hear a gunshot, and, um, Jeanette's friend Vincent comes out, 
and they're apparently as, neighbors i found out yes <laughs> i didn't know that either um until this like until 1994 and um jamie like leads jenna inside she looks back at vincent but like she doesn't really like talk to him yeah like they they kind of have this like 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 Jeanette's worried about the sound and Jamie's just like oh no it's like a car backfiring but Vincent's like no it, it, that was a gunshot and then like Jamie like tries to lead Jeanette inside her house and she just kind of like looks back at Vincent and it's kind of like a like and I miss you kind of look but not yeah not like something that's like obvious just kind of like oh hey like it's kind of nice to see you mm -hmm. which you know I feel like that's something, like, a lot of people experience when they, you know, maybe, like, drift away from friends. Um, but, yeah, I, I honestly added that into the notes because I, like, that's the first time, like, we see her not interact with, like, Mallory and Vincent as friends. It's kind of, like, it's mm -hmm. distant. Because, like, like, usually they spend their time yeah. together. Like, you can tell from 1993, like, they're best friends. And now exactly. it's just, like, she barely says a word to him. So, mm -hmm. but after Jamie walks her back into the house, like she, she goes to bed happy. Like, you know, her birthday was great. Um, kind of like how nice she has everything was. she wants. Yeah. Um, and, and life is good. And then, um, we see Mallory and Vincent talking. Um, so like, you know, a little bit of time has passed, like a day or so, and um, Mallory's talking about how Jeanette ditched them, um, you know, and obviously at this point, I don't know if we ever do, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but she seems to have, like, this, like, grudge towards Jeanette. Yeah. And um, Vincent says, like, they kind of all changed, like, it was all on them, it just wasn't one person. And then Mallory refers to her as, like, another Kate Wallace. Like, they didn't need another one of those. And then Jeanette is just a sequel. And I'm like, what in the world happened to cause you to talk that way about somebody that used to be your best friend? I know. And... I was like, what? And, like, they're even talking about, like, how Jeanette and Jamie hooked up. And, and, and Vincent even, like, tries to defend her a little bit. And, yeah. and Mallory says, like, don't tell me you're still in love with her. And I'm like, okay, I'm learning so much about these people that I yeah. barely know their names, but I know a lot about what's going on with them. <laughs> Basically. So there's a whole lot going on with little basis to even focus on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when um, we see Jeanette like shopping at the mall with Tanila and Renee. Mm -hmm. and um they like Mallory and Vincent spot them so Mallory like enters the store to talk to them and right. like you can see like Janet is like oh like how am I gonna handle this yeah and, and I'm just say, like she does a good job she does do a good job she really did Stand um around. she does and um we see that Mallory's like telling Jeanette she heard that she's boning Jamie and she asks if that was on their list mm -hmm. so referring to their their list Some from last year list. Yep. Mm -hmm. and like Vincent is like okay like stop like come on yeah. 
And um, then she turns to Tennille and Renee and she's like, did you guys know that like we used to be friends, me and Jeanette? And she says like, I guess she got her cootie shot. Mm-hmm. And, and like right, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Like right there, I was just like, oh my God. Like for sure, like Jeanette got everything she wanted. Right. And she kind of just like, about her friends you know right and i while mallory is like talking um like i don't know she the way that she talks to her it kind of reminds me of like janice ian from mean girls Mm -hmm. like you know uh lindsey lohan's character like kind of leaves her behind to go hang out with you know the mean girls whatever and it's like she's just kind of like trying to call her out and like embarrass her and you know all this and and it it just gave me massive Janice vibes um and it's like the way that Jeanette deals with it though because she she tells Valerie she's like I don't know where all this rage is coming from but like I'm always here for you and like she just wraps her arms around her and hugs her yeah which was kind of awkward so awkward. Mallory didn't want that, clearly. No, um, she was, like, shocked by it. Yes, and, and Jeanette, like, lets her go, um, and then Mallory tells her, like, you sound just like her, as in Kate, of course. Um, and at this point, like, um, Tennille and Renee have, like, left because Jeanette asked them to give them a minute, but, like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you just kind of start seeing, like, these references to, like, Jeanette being Kate and like how much she's changed and things like that so yeah yeah I'm excited to see how that develops in the other episodes but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and um then you see like Jeanette goes back towards Tanil and Renee after speaking with Mallory and Vincent and she asks them to go take a picture in the photo booth with her and they like happily agree mm-hmm. I feel like this is like something that like we've seen now Jeanette do with um Tanil and Renee and she had one from her birthday with Jamie and I'm just yes. like okay so now like what she used to do with um Vincent and Mallory she's doing with all her like new friends like creating new memories through this photo booth right it's like we know that she likes to keep the photo booth pictures and like stick them up on her mirror Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, trying to replace it with the new friends. Right. Gotta make gotta make up for all those other pictures you took in the past. You gotta get new ones. Yeah. Gotta fill up your mirror. Exactly. So, then we move on. Um, after their little shopping trip, Jeanette and Renee are in Tennille's room. Um, which mm-hmm. I'm glad you figured that out, because I had no idea whose room it was. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just talking. And, like... I just need to say that their their conversation is again giving me Mean Girls vibes, like when mm-hmm. they're like in Mean Girls when they're talking about gosh, what's her name? Amanda Siegfried's character. Mm-hmm. Um, like they start talking about her like on the phone call, and then they like accidentally add her or whatever. It kind of gives me those vibes because like Jeanette calls Tanila Ho jokingly but still and you know they're just like messing around and she tells Renee not to say anything 
But then as soon as Tennille comes back up um, for making a phone call, you know, Renee says it. She's like, oh, like she called you a hoe. But like Tennille is like, like upset. She's not joking around or anything. And she reveals that they just found Kate. <laughs> and uh, Jeanette's face is like complete shock. And yeah. she's like, she's sitting up straight. She looks tense. She, she looks uncomfortable. And the first thing that she asks is like, where did they find her body? Do they know who killed her? And Tennille reveals. I'm just like, why are you assuming this? Right. Which, I mean, I guess if it's been however long, I don't know if it's been like exactly a year, whatever. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's clearly been quite enough time that nobody's really upset about it. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, yes, it's probably likely that she would be dead. However, you you don't ask that. I feel like you should be like, is she okay? Like, what happened? Yeah. You don't ask, where's her body? Who killed her? Um, and Tennille reveals that Kate's not dead. Uh, she is very much alive. And, you know, Renee is happy. She stands up. She hugs Tennille. They're having this moment. And Jeanette is the complete opposite. She's just sitting there frozen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Freaking out. Um, yeah. She's, she's not having the reaction that I feel like somebody should have. Even if you weren't friends with Kate, um, I, I feel like you shouldn't just be sitting there like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. be like, oh, and I feel like, well, that's great. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we haven't ever seen them interact other than her birthday the year before. And, like, Kate was so nice to her. So I'm like, why wouldn't yeah. you be happy that this girl right. is like, alive? Jeanette seemed, like, pretty content with their interaction at the mall. Like, you know, she mm -hmm. was happy that she recognized her. Like, she wished her happy birthday. She actually wished her happy birthday twice. Like, before Jeanette left, yes. she said it again. And... Yeah, I'm just kind of like, what happened to cause you to feel this way about her being alive? Mm -hmm. And this is when things get even worse. But okay. Jeanette is, like, running towards Jamie's house when, yeah. like, Ben comes out and tells her to leave. And, like, she's not. Like, she's calling after Jamie and she's like, let me just explain. Mm -hmm. And Jamie, like, runs out of the house and punches Jeanette straight in the face yes and he's like yelling like what did you do to her yeah and I'm just like what just yeah. happened it's total chaos because he's doing that Ben's grabbing him and pulling him back Tennille and Renee are holding up Jeanette like freaking out like what are you doing why did you punch her and I'm like what is going on <laughs> yeah it was very chaotic it's wild yeah like I was freaking out. I was like, she must have done something super bad for him to, like, right. punch her in the face. Yeah, and I'm like, like... that is your girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how... How do you go from, like, you know, saying I love you to each other and going skating and waking her up on her birthday to, like, the next day or whatever to, to punching, punching her, her in the face, face and accusing her of something, not quite sure what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was so shocked. I'm like, well, this took a turn. Yeah. Maybe you should have made that birthday wish in the first place. Because your no. life's really changing. 
Exactly. And, um, like, literally at home, we see, like, Jenna and her family watching the news, and, um, her mom is, like, helping her ice her face, which she told her parents it was a volleyball accident. Yeah. I'm like, uh, were, do you even play volleyball? Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> where does that fit into the storyline? But okay. Um, yeah. And then the TV, like, they have the TV on, and, and it's reporting that Martin Harris, which if you remember, that is the assistant principal that um, lived in the house that they were playing hide-and-seek in, he was killed in a shootout um, by the police, and Kate had been rescued as well. And this is when Jeanette just starts, like, crying, freaking out, um, and... Yeah. This is the point, I think, in the show where I was like, oh my god, some things are, uh, they're not making sense, but I can kind of see where they might fit together yeah, a little like bit. They're like connecting a bit. Yes. Um, and also I want to point out the fact that when the news reporter says, like, you know, you know, all this stuff has happened, April Kepner, the one and only, oh, mm -hmm. her name is Cindy. I see it right now. Her name is Cindy. Um, she says, thank God that wasn't you. And I'm like, yeah. I get, like, as a mother, you would be relieved. But you don't say that out loud. And exactly. Jeanette's brother, which I don't know his name either, he says, he just says, mom, like in a warning tone. And I just want to say thank you to the nameless brother. And it just, like being that person for like acknowledging that that's not something you should say in that kind of situation yeah and i look forward to knowing nameless brother's name because <laughs> he seems cool i mean he went to a boys to men concert earlier so yes Hold on. let's do we need to look his... up his name too his name is derek derek okay we're learning so many things okay so we have greg and cindy are the parents derek is the brother jeanette's okay all Makes good. Sense. Yeah. I feel like I need to put that in here. Derek. Mm -hmm. Just okay. in case we need it again. We're good. See, this whole thing is a work in progress, guys. <laughs> yeah. All and right. um, then we move on to 1995. Oh, yeah. And 1995, let me just say, is very dark. Yes, like the whole ambiance of it is completely different because I feel like... Yeah. In 93 and 94, you had, like, these very, like, vibrant, like, happy, bright tones. Mm -hmm. And then in 1995, like, right <laughs> away, it's just dark, gloomy. Um, uh, I'll go on in a second about something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jeanette's woken up by her dad. And yep. he, he tells her that um, the lawyer is there for her. And the thing that caught me off guard is she says, which one? And I'm like, how mm -hmm. many lawyers do you have? What did you do? Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he's really cold towards her. Like, their their relationship that they had in the past is, like, completely gone, like, severed. Yeah. Um, and she is right back at him, like, giving attitude. Like, there's just not that same, like, father-daughter rapport that Relation. they had. Yeah. 
And like right before he leaves, he just says happy birthday. Like it's like a last resort, just kind of throwing mm-hmm. it out there. And like, I could not imagine being treated like that by my father, especially because I feel like Jeanette and her dad in 93 have a very similar relationship that my dad and I have as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's like probably one of my favorite people in this whole entire world. So if he woke me up and just like said happy birthday and then walked out, I would probably be heartbroken. Yeah. And also like her style has changed. Yes. She has very short hair. Which dark colors. You don't even like see right away. It's like she lifts her head up. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of before her dad leaves, and, like, you see it. It's, like, it's chopped. Like, kind yeah. of, like, in a pixie style, but, like, her hair's not styled. It's mm-hmm. just short. Yeah, and, like, same as you, like, the way that he was speaking to her, I was like, I would have cried. Yes. She looked emotionless, but, like, I would have cried. I mean, I feel like, you know, whatever she's going through, you know, she's probably cried out most of what she already has. Yeah. at this point um but yeah I I still feel like if if my dad talked to me that way I feel like that's a lot different than like outside experiences or outside situations that would affect me mm-hmm. like if my dad talked to me like that I'd probably still have something to cry um but yeah it was, yeah. It was hard to see that completely change mm-hmm. and um then we see her lawyer is sitting with her and they're discussing the case and they believe that um, if they make a strong enough case, they can win it. And they say, like, it's her word against yours. Yeah. And, like, no detail at all. They just, like, give us that. And I'm just right. like, who? What? Yeah, because at this point in the actual episode, you don't know what's going on at all. Um, so I feel like recounting this in order helps us kind of make sense of it more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I watch this, I'm like, who's her? What are we talking about? Why does she have a lawyer? So, definitely makes a lot more sense if you go in order. But then I guess it wouldn't be more that much fun if you're actually watching it that way. So. Yeah. Um, and, um, so, go ahead. Yeah. So, then we see Jeanette re-watching old news reports from when Kate went missing. She has VHS friends. Keep that in mind. She has these things, like, taped. It's 1995. Yeah. We're not in the 2000s yet. Oh, yeah. And, um, so this is not, like, two different times, but it's the two times that we see her watching old news tapes, like, just sitting there watching them in her apartment. Mm -hmm. Well, in her dad's apartment. But, um, the first one is when Jamie is talking about how much he loves Kate. Right. Because this is, like, right after she went missing, mm-hmm. from what we assume. And the second one, she's watching on a night with alcohol, which, like, you're 17 years old at this point. Yeah, it's a little early. In the U.S., it's 21. <laughs> she's not in Canada. Right. You're not in Mexico. You're not in the, you're not in the uh, U.K., I think they can have it at 18. Yep. Yeah, us too. Canada. Yeah, so. <laughs> 21. And um, she's watching Tanil and Renee talk about how much they miss their friend. And then she pulls up a tape of Mallory talking about how, like, her and Jeanette were friends. 
And then you can like, you can see she was angry. She pulls out the tape, finished watching with that. And I was just like wondering, what makes you decide to watch these tapes on a random night? Yeah, like what kind of... Well, why? How does that solve anything for you? Like, is she trying to torture herself? Right. Um, especially, like, the one with, like, Mallory. Because the other ones, it's like, you know, the Jamie one, he's just, you know, like you said, just talking about how much he misses Kate, loves Kate. And mm-hmm. then, um, again, like, Tennille and Renee, they're just, like, talking about how much they miss Kate, love Kate, whatever. And then, like, the Mallory one, though, it's like she's attacking Jeanette. Yeah. Like, this tape is different because she's attacking Jeanette. Um, she describes her as becoming another person. She's conniving. And then Mallory, like, makes a point to say that she tried to be a positive influence on Jeanette. And I'm like, in what world? Like, you you and Vincent basically convinced her to break into a house. Yeah. And literally. I'm, t- I'm, I'm like, okay, so maybe... Like, as somebody who has not seen any other episode, I'm like, okay, maybe, like, in 1993, after that house thing, maybe Jeanette wanted to continue doing things that she shouldn't be doing, and Mallory tried to, you know, guide her away from that. I have no idea. But, like, all I know is that Mallory was the one that was like, hey, let's break into a house. Like, let's do illegal things. So, I just thought it was kind of rich coming from her that she's like, oh, yeah, I tried to be a positive influence. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then we kind of cut to Jamie, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's completely different than anything else we've seen because we've been mm-hmm. focusing on Jeanette. And we see Jamie sitting outside Jeanette's house in his car, and he's, like, looking at, like, the, this photo booth picture um, of the two of them that they took in 1994 from her birthday. Um, and, like, even after they came back from like the roller rink like they kind of had this like little scene like hey you pick which half you want and like they split Mm -hmm. it so he has like one half she has the other somewhere um and he's like holding on to it and um it's a bit creepy for one that you're just sitting outside uh outside her house jamie let's not do that because that's stalking sounds like you're taking a page out of a Andrew Barber's book from Defending mm-hmm. Jacob. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure at this point he he goes to put the picture in his glove box, his glove compartment in his car. And when he opens it up, we see a gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, again, what is going on? I, how did things get this bad? So then, um, Vincent, uh, the friendly neighbor, calls Jeanette up, basically to let her know Jamie's sitting outside and watching her. And she knows, um, she's perfectly aware of it, and he asks her, like, do you want me to call the cops? And, or, yeah, and she's like, no, like, she, she's not concerned at all about Jamie hurting her, either. Um, she makes a point to say that. And... So then Vincent, you know, wishes her a happy birthday, which, you know, all I'm imagining is that he's probably the only other person besides her dad that Who's says that. Her? And 
I mean, her dad basically didn't even mean it, I feel like. So, like, Vincent's probably the only person that's mm-hmm. really said this and probably meant it. Like, he seems like a good enough guy. Yeah. Um, and then once they hang up, he, like, grabs a camera and starts taking pictures of Jamie in his car. Mm-hmm. Sketch. Yes. Like, this whole... What happened to these people? Everybody's different. I don't get it. 1995 is, like, a whole new world. It's a wild ride. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, and then we see 1995, Greg at the bar, talking to a bartender who is female, and um, she asks how Jeanette is doing, mm-hmm. and um, he tells her like, oh, some like being a like something about like her being a sociopath and how like yeah you know how she's going like nuts and whatever and you don't call your daughter that in public i just want to say that especially like the child that like you literally were like besties with in 93 yeah i'm like what did you just call her a sociopath like you can think that all you want bud but don't say it out loud at a bar exactly and 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 also this girl yeah at this point i'm like who, yeah, who is this? Like, why are you telling the bartender this? Even though it might seem like you guys are friends. <laughs> Which, weird. Kind of, I guess. We've I was learned, just like, you still don't tell that. We've learned from Lori. Exactly, we've learned from Lori. You don't tell people your secrets. Yes, come on now, people. Like, Defending Jacob came out a year ago. You guys should know better. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so, she then, like, tells him, like, she'll be fine. And then she asks Greg if she'll be sleeping at his house and they say yes uh, he says yes and they kiss Flat twist. and i'm like uh what i'm where like what happened her? to exactly i'm like where'd she go and then i'm like we haven't seen her at all right she's not in 1995 yet or so at all. i assumed that they got divorced do you know this for sure or no i um I honestly don't even remember. Okay. I just, I figured I'd ask. I don't want to really answer. I just wanted to know if you knew. <laughs> I don't. That's, okay. I, uh, I, I think I know the answer, but I forget now. Okay. It's, it's been a while, but I, like, at this point, I assumed they were divorced. Yeah, I did too. I was like, Although, but I was like, I feel why? Like, what happened? I feel like with this show, I'm like, is she dead? Like... Could that be another reason, maybe, why Jeanette is just so deep, dark, gloomy? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the whole Kate thing's enough to make that happen. But I was just like, what really happened to her mom? Yeah. I'm scared. So. We also haven't seen fingers. the brother in this episode, in this <gasps> 1995 right. yet. Okay, so yeah. So that's, that's where I thought, like, maybe they got divorced. And, like, True. But who knows? I mean, um, maybe brother worked not worked out maybe brother moved out because he mm-hmm. was at least like a year or two older than her so yeah so like university college oh yeah college you guys call it true or, university sounds better it sounds more posh <laughs> i went to university yeah it, it sounds way better than i went to college i went to university <laughs> so he went to university according to us I technically did go to university, but we don't call it just university. It's just college. Oh. We need to make a change here in the it's U.S. It's too confusing. It is. Uh, anyway, so. Yes. So, now that we know that Greg is macking it up Dating. with uh, the bartender, 
Um, later on, she shows up, the bartender, his girlfriend, shows up um, at Jeanette's house and um, she, she kind of tries to come at Jeanette in a comforting way. Um, mm -hmm. And she, she tells her that she's there for her, like, if she needs anything. And Jeanette is just super rude. She basically says, like, you know, why would I take advice from, like, the local bartender or something like that? And, um, but I love the way that the, the bartender approaches her. She basically says, like, you know, whatever happened to Kate, that's, yes, that's a tragedy, but, like, what's happened to you, like, I can't even imagine trying to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And then she says, I'm not trying to be your mother, but I'm here if we need to talk. And I really like your dad, but don't ever talk to me like that again. And I'm just like... I'm like, you're a star. Yeah, like, big shout out for you. I don't know your name, but... <laughs> again, that's the case, but... yeah, Angela. Angela. I'm going to put that right here. Okay. I just looked it up. Perfect. Angela. Um, but then Jeanette actually does apologize um, after Angela calls her out. Um, and she just kind of realizes that she's trying to help. Which, you know, good on, good on Jeanette for kind of taking that initiative. Yeah. So, in this episode... So now this is like obviously still the night of her birthday. Mm -hmm. This is the first birthday that we see that she can't sleep. Yeah. Like she is not happy and she's like tossing and turning. Yeah, it's completely different. So we can like totally see that like there's a whole different emotional like battle that's happening in her head. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for her. Yeah. I do. I truly do. Even though I, you know, it's kind of me saying that blindly, but I do feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. well, it's also like your birthday and like nobody celebrated for her. Like she didn't even have cake. Yeah. She didn't have that friends. With her. She had nothing. <clears throat> she was stalked by her ex-boyfriend. That is mm -hmm. how she celebrated her birthday. Creepy. Yeah. Everybody's biggest wish. <laughs> <laughs> to be stalked. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's when we see a news report, and um, it's the house that's um, Martin's old house. 324 Huntington Road. Mm -hmm. And it's boarded up, like the windows and the doors, and mm -hmm. there's like graffiti all over the boards. And a news reporter is talking about, like, what happened at this house a year ago and how, like, it affected everybody in the town. Right. And it, he, he mentions, like, it's it's vacant um, a year after, like, the shocking events happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, since these events don't necessarily happen in chronological order, I'm sitting here thinking, like, ooh, what shocking events? Like, I want to know. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... As, as somebody who is, like, watching this in the order that they give it to you, it's, like, so weird to see everything drastically change back and forth. You, like, you know, you see frizzy glasses and braces Jeanette, and then you see gloomy Jeanette, and then you see pretty mm -hmm. colonial house, and then you see graffitied house, and it's just, like, it's wild to see how much changes in just a couple of years. Yeah, and, like, the thing is that, like, 
they don't always when they go back and forth they don't tell you like this is 1993 this no. is 1994 but you can tell you know yes. what's what year it is yeah it it is because they do so well with like changing like the tone like the colors they mm-hmm. do so well with like changing the appearance of the characters um yeah they make it very well known but yeah i, I like that they don't like announce it each time because i'd be mm-hmm. i'd get tired of that same so um so then we see Jeanette sitting in her car. Um, she's mowing down on a cheeseburger and a shake and all that. And some teenagers walk by. They call her a psycho. Um, and she ends up throwing her milkshake at them, which, honestly, please go right on ahead because it was a strawberry milkshake and those are kind of trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, uh, she does that before she leaves to go meet with one of her lawyers. Um, and... We see her talking with her lawyer, and they just kind of, like, mention the, the necklace, um, which is the one that Mallory gave her in 93. And um, they tell her, like, they want the jury to like her. They want her to have a connection with her, which just sounds very similar to the advice that Joanna Klein gave Jacob mm-hmm. in defending Jacob. Um, however, it's, it's very difficult for anyone to like her because of the attitude that she has, which honestly, if I had been through whatever she's been through, clearly a lot of stuff has gone down. I would probably have an attitude about life too. Yeah. Um, and she, she says like, how are they supposed to connect with the most hated person in the nation? And I can't even imagine like having that view of myself mm-hmm. as and, and even, like, ha- people having that view of me as well. That, yeah. That would be rough, I'm, I'm sure, just thinking, like, I am the most hated person in the world, or in the country. So, yeah. um, so then her father gets brought up, um, and, mm-hmm. and she kind of uh, acknowledges how things have changed, and she says, like, my dad, who used to actually love me, um, like now has to clean off graffiti off the outside of the house. Like every day he has contempt for me. Um, and we even saw it, like he said to, like he, he said, happy birthday to her and your lawyer's here. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't see him the rest of the day on her birthday. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Like we've said like earlier, like it'd be so hard to deal with that if that was our reality. Mm-hmm. and yeah. um, she says that she's been called a Satan worshiper. She's been called a disgrace by the governor of Texas. Um, and the lawyer just suggests, like, she tries to be more likable. And the thing that, like, really caught me off guard, and it kind of gave me chills, was because, was that she, Jeanette replies with, so you want me to be more like her? Mm-hmm. Which her being Kate Wallace and it's so interesting because it's like that's who she kind of wanted to be earlier. Exactly. And now she doesn't. And now she doesn't want to be like her and that's what people want her to be like. And she says she'll make an effort to be less like herself and more how others want her to be, which I'm not quite sure how that's going to turn out, but <laughs> that should be interesting seeing as it's not going very well now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we get the last scene 
of the episode, which also happens to be in 1995. Big chills for this one. Yeah. And it's, um, Jeanette is watching an old video of Kate on a talk show host after she was rescued. And the talk show host explains that, like, it's been three months since she's been free. And, um, Kate tells her, the host, that, like, she's gonna share a story even though she's been advised by lawyers not to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she says, like, a couple of months into being kidnapped, um, she was found by someone and she had this, like, newfound hope. And she said that the person saw her and so that's why she had hope because she thought that, like, cops would come eventually. Right, she'd be rescued. But, um, she didn't, like, the person did not call for help like Kate thought she would. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Kate states that um, she knows it's because the girl took over her life. Yeah. And she ends by saying, Jeanette Turner, I hope you rot in hell. Yes. And Jeanette replays this little end of Jeanette Turner, I hope you rot in hell three times. And like you just see her sitting there stunned, and then like that's how the episode ends. Yeah, it's really chilling. Like, I mm-hmm. it, I find it so weird that she like rewinds and rewatches like these certain parts of these mm-hmm. news footage tapes. Yeah. Like what? Again, like we said, there like, must be what a reason for you. Yeah. Um, I almost I don't know. wonder. Um, I almost wonder if she does it to figure out what went wrong or like how she can like fix this or find something that like will help her I don't know but Mm -hmm. like that why would you have all of those those like interviews taped and and just rewatch them and keep them when they have to do with you and yeah it just it's just a bit weird for me to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure I don't even know why she's rewatching these tapes. Okay then. So <laughs> So it's not like I'm completely out there. Like I'm not no. necessarily wrong. No. Okay. Alright. Um yeah. But yeah, so that is the end. That is how the first episode of Cruel Summer ends. Mm-hmm. Um and it was chaotic. It oh my gosh. It's it is along the same lines and genre as Defending Jacob, but it has a whole lot more going on right off the bat, and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And yet we're still clueless. Yeah. Or I am. Anybody who's watching it for the first time is clueless. Pretty much. Which I do like. Um, I really like shows that like allude to things, but you really don't know the whole story behind everything. So... Mm-hmm. I'd say it's doing pretty good. Um, something that we're going to do um, at the end of each of these episodes is I guess I'm going to share my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Since, you know, I have no idea how, you know, the next episode goes. I don't know what is connected or if anything is connected. Um, but I figured why not just share what I'm kind of thinking and feeling at this moment. So first things yes. first. Like I kind of mentioned, I like the way it's set up. Um, I like shows that kind of, or movies, 
that kind of bounce around and don't just necessarily follow a chronological order. And I really like how this episode ends. Um, I was not expecting that little plot twist of Kate knowing that Jeanette Turner like saw her and could have rescued yeah. her but didn't. Um, and then she just calls her out on TV, which was ballsy. Um, I, yeah, I was not expecting that, and I liked it. 10 out of 10 ending. Um, yeah. A prediction that I feel like I have, um, which mm -hmm. all of these will probably be wrong, <laughs> but based on what I've seen, I feel like Jeanette in 1993 is going to have some kind of inappropriate relationship with her assistant principal um, that could lead to Kate somehow getting kidnapped or whatever um, and then that is why Kate sees her and thinks she's being rescued like you know she could be meeting up with her assistant principal inappropriately mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of the vibes that I'm getting because I don't feel like there's any reason why Jeanette should be around Kate when she's supposed to be missing and Harris, Martin Harris is the one who supposedly kidnapped her. So yeah, that are, those are my thoughts. Um, I guess we'll see if I'm wrong. <laughs> but. So yeah, so basically, um, are you going to spoil it for me? Yeah, right now. No, oh, I'm just God. kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> My heart skipped a beat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no. No spoilers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. Um, to be honest with you, I don't... It, like, I don't... I had the same prediction as you. Oh, okay. About 1993. And I don't know if I'm right or wrong yet. Right, you didn't watch the last two. I, so I can't be that, yeah. like, off base then if I'm not the only one thinking it. I thought that too. At the, the first time I watched it, the way that, like, at the end of the episode, because, like, we heard her say, like, I saw her, I was like, that's why she was so happy to have the key because, like, something happened. Right, and, like, she, like we saw, like, she kept the key in her jewelry box. Um, I'm not sure if she returns at any point, but, yeah, it's, it's just some things are adding up that don't seem right to me, but I'm digging it. I wish I didn't have to wait a week to watch each one, but I guess it's kind of realistic since that's how it's originally intended. But yeah. Yeah. So next thing is why do we think Jeanette didn't help Kate? That's I guess that could be like our question of the episode. Mm -hmm. So this can go for us and it can go for anybody who's listening. Um, why do you think Jeanette didn't help Kate? Emily, what are your thoughts of why? Or what um, you originally thought when you watched it? I don't know if it's changed. Yeah. So it hasn't changed. But in my head, the, the full reason why was like she was living the life mm -hmm. with her boyfriend. Right. With... Kate's friends she had everything that she wanted and Kate was suddenly feeling how she felt mm -hmm. even though it's like twisted to think that way I think like she just didn't want this life to end understandably mm -hmm. so I think that's why she okay. didn't makes sense mm -hmm. 
Um, what about you? What do you think? I think one part of me says that's exactly how I feel. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think she'd want to give that up. However, the other part of me that's a little bit more sick and twisted. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the part of me that really enjoys the show. Mm -hmm. um, kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. And I feel like maybe she didn't want... Maybe she didn't help Kate because Kate had something on her, which could have been like the assistant principal thing. You know, uh, I I don't know. I feel like it's there's got to be something that that leads her to not help Kate. That's ultimately bigger than just not wanting her life to change. You know, um, like maybe that they would drop in the last couple of episodes or something. I don't know, but. I, uh, I think it would be interesting if in the last two episodes, since you said those are the ones you haven't seen, so I feel like I can speculate mm -hmm. a little bit, if they showed, like, some kind, if they showed, like, the interaction between Kate and Jeanette when Kate is missing. So, like, yeah. the moment that Jeanette does see Kate, like, what actually happens there, why doesn't she help her, like, what's the whole situation there, because I would really love to see that, but we'll see, I guess, in seven episodes. But yeah, it should be interesting. But we want to know what you guys think. Um, if you have seen the whole show in its entirety, please do not spoil anything for us. Um, do not. <laughs> please. Um, please just like let us know what you thought at the time when you watched episode one. If mm -hmm. you are following along with me and you're and you've only seen episode one, awesome. Like let us know what you think about the show. Um, if you're like me and only seen some of them, still don't spoil it. <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, just essentially do what we did for last season for Defending Jacob. Like, just share mm -hmm. your thoughts um, on the part that we're on. Nothing past that. Um, mm -hmm. That would be greatly appreciated. Nobody likes a spoiled show. So, um... But thank you for uh, joining us for season two of the 90s Narrative Podcast. Um, we uh, will be posting regularly on our Twitter at the 90s Narrative. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure we can put our little question of the episode as well up there once, uh, once this episode goes live. But... Yes. Um, Make sure to check back with us next week when we discuss episode two. I'm very excited now that I can finally watch it since we just talked about episode one. Yes. Um, but yes, again, as always, thank you so much. Um, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.